Hey guys, this is Barry Davis with the Palmetto Punishers from South Carolina. Thanks for listening to the official KFL recap show on Jigs and Bigs. guys jigs and bigs kfl collaboration time it's a weekly recap of week number two what went down uh there was a lot that happened we got a whole lot of stuff to talk about guys we will be right back uh right after this Alrighty, guys, Sean the Fisherman and Bobby Roast Beef in the house here with you. We have some stuff to talk about. KFL Action Week 2 at went, kicked off. Things things got crazy. And a lot of this, uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff happened up uh, in Vermont and New York at uh, Lake Champlain. Um, Sean, you were there for a lot of this stuff. Let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the, the Champlain goodness. I was the man on the scene there. You were uh, the man on the scene. We had a... We had a... <clears throat> we, we had a uh, kbf event two-day kbf event i fished yep. only day one um and uh at the same time that we fished there were two matchups going on for uh for kfl so before we started with the results of the week what i wanted to do was talk a little bit about what we saw up there and what the conditions were so everyone mm-hmm. who's listening can have an idea of what these anglers were going through um i know a lot of people had shown up throughout the week to fish we showed up thursday night and pre-fished only Friday. And you have to, for, for KBF events, you have to be off the water by four. Yep. So we we got in between eh, nine o'clock and four o'clock in the afternoon fishing, a couple different spots, uh, the northern side of the lake, northeastern side of the lake. And we heard varying reports on how people were doing um, all over the lake with the fishing. And Friday was a very, very windy day. When yep. we got out on the water at nine, there were white caps. We had like, two to three foot swells and white caps. And it was, it was one of those few times that for my pedal kayak, I took the scupper plugs out. Yep. Um, I usually, I usually don't do that on the ocean. So that should tell you how bad things were. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, it was cloudy and it was windy, which I like fishing those conditions. Um, I think the bites better. And honestly that day for me, um, Lake Champlain being up where it is, plenty 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 of large northern pike in yeah. those waters <laughs> so you had to work around the pike if you were getting at the bass uh, especially in some of the moderate depths anywhere from five to ten feet they were all over the place if there's any weeds and uh that didn't bother me i love pike fishing you know you can you can hear about our pike fishing or my pike fishing adventures on the other show but as far as champlain went um they were in there and my pre-fishing did not go very well i caught a few bass mm-hmm. after i changed uh cycled through a few techniques Yep. Um, but the wind and the clouds were there on Friday. And then when Saturday came, the wind was down probably five to 10 degrees. So it was down actually to probably 10 to 15. It was way up higher the day prior. No kidding. It was, yep. The clouds were there in the morning and then it got very sunny. Yep. And what we noticed where we were at was there was a good, almost like a pre-spawn bite where they were hitting moving lures. Mm-hmm. And, and the water was, was much clearer from the day before. Around noon, there was like an hour where 
a lot of us had trouble getting bites. And then right after noon, the fish started moving up on beds. Yeah. And then a bed bite started and it was real shallow. And a lot of big fish caught, got caught between 12 and 1.30 when the tournament ended. Yep. Um, but it was uh, it was a good weekend. A lot of big fish were caught. I think uh, 14, 14 or so over 20 inches throughout all the KBF stuff. And, um, and obviously some of the, some of those fish were also through the KFL as well. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was uh, that was the uh, the setup there, my friend. Shall I start getting into what actually happened for KFL? Let's go ahead and do it. Well, let's do it then. <clears throat> First of the two matchups that were there were the Bay State Attack, which uh, which fielded Mike Elric, mm-hmm. Rich Biggie, Chris Gomes, Stephen Scott, and that was their first match of the year. Uh, they popped up 182 inches. Meanwhile, the Granite State Sticks, Steve O'Brien, Matthew Lee, Jake Angelis, Jay Kuklis. Went to two and zero with hundred and ninety two point two five. It's perfect. <laughs> it's not going to get old either. It won't. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Granite State bested Bay State by just ten inches in the first of these two close matches at Champlain. Jay Kuklis put up a half, put up half of the sticks bag with O'Brien and Angelus putting up a pair each. Mm-hmm. Rich Biggie accounted for seven of Bay State's ten for 127 and a half of their 182. The lunker of that match was a 20 and a half inch smallmouth by Jay Kuklis. That's awesome. Yeah, that's and awesome. That seemed, that seemed to be the biggest, uh, the biggest fish, or the biggest length for yep. the for the weekend for all the tournaments was 20 and a half smallmouth yeah. and largemouth. Hmm. The uh, so so uh, Bay State unfortunately opened with a loss for the year, and Granite State went to two and zero, um, and that's big. Their two wins are both in division too. Oh yeah, that's all right. That's huge. Yeah, we'll get into the standings in a little bit. Yep. Just keep keep that in mind. The uh, the second matchup was a Delaware Doom, which was Carl Hegarty, J.R. Rents, David Burt, Douglas Rash. They popped in 172 inches, visiting the New York Empire. Tyler Sweet, fellow uh, Three Bells Outfitters team member, mm-hmm. Tyler Sweet, I should add that. Pat Viamet, Trisha Angelini, and Brian Nunziato, who popped in 183 and a half inches. Nice job. For the win. Both teams are Atlantic Division teams. Mm-hmm. Both team went both teams went to one and one after that, both in and out of division, in, in division eight overall. Uh the Empire and Doom. <clears throat> Um, they had a tag team match. Really, what it, it turned out to be a tag team match. You're gonna hear wrestling references from yeah, that. fair. So, so the uh, the Empire Tyler Sweet put in five, Pat Viamet put in four fish, and <laughs> they slipped by uh, David Burt's five and J.R. Rents's three mm-hmm. for the Doom. Um, this match was so close, even the Lunkers were tied. Uh, 20 and a half again. Sweet hit uh, Tyler Sweet had a large mouth, and uh, and David Burt had a small mouth, both the same length. So interesting couple matchups again at, uh, at Champlain. Um, I think the biggest thing coming out of both matchups is granite state in that meat, meat grinder of a division two and oh, two yeah. and oh, yeah. Two and oh, they're the only unbeaten. I believe they're the only unbeaten team in the, uh, in the Northeast. Let me verify. They are. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. The maniacs are unbeaten too. Oh, I apologize. Oh. They, they had maniacs had a bye week um, and there were plenty of maniacs there. I should mention too. Um, I did get to chit chat with a couple of a uh, couple of KFL competitors before we launched. Um, 
I ran into John DeCenzo from the Rhode Island Rebels. Mm -hmm. uh, I met John once last year and then had a chance to BS with him for a few minutes before we got going. And uh, a face that, that you know, I love seeing the guy every time. Every every tournament we get a chance to to, to hang out, and I think actually we're a bunch of us are crashing at he and his wife's place in uh, yep. in New Hampshire for a Winnipesaukee tournament. Um, Chris Pendergast, Chris is a great guy. He's on the Maniacs, and uh, you know if you guys you guys he, get a he chance a to maniac. see Chris, say hi. He's just one of the nicest people on the planet. Yeah, uh, yeah it's good stuff. So always a good time we see Chris. So let's uh, let's move out of the Northeast for for the next matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, why don't you hit that shit, Bobby? All right, let's go ahead and do it. Uh, next up, our next game is uh, Tennessee Shiners, who had Mike Fink, Ewing Miner, and Josh Stewart on the water. Uh, they came in with uh, 131 inches. Uh, then they were up against Motor City Ambassadors that had uh, Matt Lin Lin Linsman, uh, Zach Solvier, Eric Polins, and David Kerr. Uh, they came in with a, uh, a total bag of 192.5 inches. That was on uh, Burt and Mullet Lake. Uh, the ambassadors take out the shorthanded Shiners uh, to go 2-0. Uh, Shiners, uh, Aiden Darlington was unable to compete due to a car wreck on the way to the match. Good news is, is that he's okay. Car is a different story, unfortunately. Uh, Eric Pollins uh, powered Motor City with half of their bag. That's an impressive showing. Uh, valiant effort in defeat, though, by Ewing Miner, who put up six out of the seven Shiners fish that included uh, th th including the match lunker at uh, 20 and a half inches. It was a small mouth for, uh, for minor. Excellent, excellent job. Uh, that is uh, that is really really too bad to hear about uh, Aiden's uh, car situation on the way. And uh, glad to hear he is okay though. Yeah, and um, I mean, this this was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, um, it makes sense with with you know who knows who knows how this matchup would have turned up. Or turned out with uh, with Tennessee's full lineup. Yeah, with a full lineup, but, um, sure. Hey, you know this is this, this is the KFL. You gotta you gotta field your whole team. If you don't, you're gonna risk that loss. And I know it was completely horrible circumstances. Yeah. Um, the show went on, and Motor City pulled out a big win. So they are two and zero and unbeaten still yep. in the. Uh, that's their first uh, Northwest Conference win or Northwest Division win, and Tennessee goes to one and one. That's awesome. That's yep. awesome. Up next, we had the Norfolk Privateers after, uh, you know, last week with the, that huge week Robert Brown had. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Brown was back, James Quinn, Nathan Green, Jacob Novak. This was not the same story as last week. They only put up 36 inches. They faced the Washington Warhawks of James Johnson, Victor Hendricks, Dustin Good, Michael Hogan, who also put up a small amount with 51 and a half inches for the win. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. You're damn right. They apparently not down at DC. They no. didn't coexist peacefully at all. <laughs> there were not many. The majority of the fish said, we are not, we are not going to coexist peacefully. Um, the Warhawks, they, they fished at the, uh, they fished at hunting run and the Warhawks prevailed in the low scoring nail biter. There were only five total fish caught. Victor Hendricks was the only player on either team with multiple fish submissions. He had two. Mike Hogan had Washington's other. On the other side, Jake, Jacob Nowak and uh, James Quinn kept the privateers alive to the end with a fish each. The lunker was 21 and a quarter by Hendricks, a largemouth. That was a, with those circumstances, that was a big fish. That's that, fish, crazy. that single fish was almost half their bag. Yeah. 
it's that's wild, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Dude, that's nuts. All right, so our next matchup saw Alabama Hammers uh, on the water that day. They had uh, John Lessman. They had Brian uh, Delahunty. Keith Lamberth was on the water with them, and Harvey Pinson as well. They managed a bag of 166 and three-quarter inches in total. They were at Indianapolis. The Knights took them uh, with uh, Sam Jones on the water. We had Brian Sparks out there as well. Uh, Chip Romanovich and uh, Samuel Murray also joining them uh indianapolis was able to take that sucker there with a, a bag of 172 and three quarter inches total that all happened at lake manitou and uh the knights even their record against the hammers in a narrow home win uh big fish chip romanovich and brian sparky sparks each put up four fish for the win. Uh, John Lesman put up seven out of Alabama's bag to keep the match close. Lunker for that was a 17 and three quarter inch largemouth. It was uh, Big Fish Chip that uh, that that managed to to hook that one. And David Hasselhoff threw out the first pitch. He did. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, another uh, you know nice bounce back for uh, for Indianapolis. Um, after their loss last week, oh yeah, and they are—they're uh, now one and one, one and one, and uh, the Hammers go to one and one now and zero and one in division. Um, yep, yeah, good matchup. A lot of a lot of, a lot of quality fish caught. I'll go next. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was waiting on. Hey, can you tell it's week two of this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll go next. I'll go. I'll just go next. Fuck it. Whatever. I made. I made the Hasselhoff joke. I was expecting a little more play out of that, but whatever. We're good. It's all right. Good. So next up, the Tar Heel Lunkers of Matthew Dunn, Justin Faircloth, Steve Perry. You know, let me pause right there. Yeah. We said we were that that all of the, um, that all of the team names we were going to have some fun with, and I'm not sure. We, you and I are not one to personally attack someone's names, of course. But I. This is the second time I've thought about it. Steve Perry. <laughs> I, I know no. where you're going with this. I'm going basketball with this. You know exactly why? Oh, no. Okay, go on. I was going somewhere else. Remember the movie Basketball? I do remember the, the South movie Park basketball. guys created. It was like 1999, I think, or 2000. Yep. Yeah. They You can psych somebody out at basketball. If they're shooting a free throw, you can say shit to them. Mm -hmm. Talk shit. And they're playing in the driveway, and one of the others, one of the guys is is, is singing journey songs oh, okay so we are on the same page and he's going steve perry steve perry and, and the other one is shooting goes hey i thought we said no journey psych outs <laughs> sorry no offense steve i just it the first thing i thought of when when i saw your name and For, uh first thing i thought of was this feeling feeling again. I'm you had that queued up you're awful <laughs> I, did, I did you started talking about it i was like yeah i'm queuing this sucker up we're both awful humans. we are okay, terrible we people we are yep and uh, David Hart, so they Tar Heel put Tar Heel Lunkers put up 111.5. They went uh, they went down to Sharon Harris to face the Virginia Reapers mm -hmm. of Matthew Miller, Scott Delosh, Jeremy Hostetter, and Matt Lewison, who put up 182.25 for the W. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Nice job. Yeah, I wish we could say this was a close one. It was no, no, you know, 
So now the Steve Perry stuff is just we're just rubbing. We're just pieces of shit is what we are. We are pieces of shit. Um, Half of Jeremy Hostetter's four fish were over 20 inches, which is just amazing, Mm -hmm. along with one of Matt Miller's four. So they combined for eight of the 10 fish. David Hart, Matthew Dunn boarded three bass each for the Lunkers. And the uh, the Lunker of the day was a 22 inch largemouth by Hostetter. Unbelievable. Next. That. Yep, that that's uh, the opener for the Reapers. They're one and zero and one and zero in division, and Lunkers fall to zero and two on the season, zero and one in the Piedmont division. Mm-hmm. Next matchup, we saw the Southern Slayers made up of Dwayne Dwyer, uh, Brandon Hewlett. We had Daniel Higgins and Matt Vaught on the water. Uh, they put up a bag coming in. This is this is really good, and this was actually really close too. Uh, one hundred ninety four and a quarter inches total. They were up against uh, the Coosa Kingfishers at Lake Seminole. That that team that day made up of Joe McElroy, Nick Dyer, uh, Lance Coley, and uh, Jordan Marshall. They put up a staggering one. 199 inches. That's what they did. They turned it up, and uh, it, and that 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 what five inches was enough. Even not even five inches enough to take the win. Kusa uh, versus Slayers was the closest match we saw that uh, for week two, and a big fish rodeo with nine of them coming in over twenty inches. Uh, Lance Coley accounted for half of Co- of Kusa's fish with over with two coming in over twenty inches, and two of Nick Dyer's three bass were all. Also, each over 20 inches. Uh, Matt Vogt uh, got five. Brandon Hewlett with uh, four. Uh, they put up nearly all of the Slayer's bag, and three of those fish were over 20 uh, in total. Pretty, pretty amazing, uh, including the the lunker. The lunker was a 22 and a quarter inch largemouth uh, that was hooked by Hewlett. Nice job. Those are the fun ones, man. Yeah, those like- are the fun ones. I mean, I like a good grind too. To get me wrong, sure. Like that low scoring one we had with the uh, the Warhawks, but I mean, nine fish over twenty inches. How awesome is that? That's amazing. It's one of those things you just don't really. It it doesn't come along often, you know. Yeah, that's, right. that's freaking great. <laughs> so let me wrap up our first slate of games here with the last two. Yep. The first was the Deep South Kraken of Alan Sweat, Ryan O'Neill, Chris Clutter, and Tim Kayasalis. And uh, they popped it. They put up 165 inches mm-hmm. against the Sunshine State Swamp Donkeys, uh, who fielded Russ Kennedy, Jimmy Merritt, Bobby Big Gun Morin, and Robert Brooks, who took the day with 179.75. They fished at Tenorock Lake. And this was a bounce back match for the Donkeys yep. uh, against the Kraken. Uh, they even their record at one and one. Kraken are now 0 and 2 on the season and 0 and 2 in the Southeast. <clears throat> Russ Kennedy had five fish. Robert Brooks had three. And they got help from a big gun monster to get the Swamp Donkeys' first win. Uh, Alan Sweat also dropped in four fish for the Kraken. And uh, the big fish of the day, 23 and a half. By Bobby Big Gun Morin. Not bad, Big Gun. Good job, dude. Not bad at all. And yeah. here's the best thing. Yep. Well, best or worst. I mean, it doesn't really matter one way or another. That was not the biggest fish caught of no. the day. That happened in our next matchup. Yeah. <laughs> the, Lone, the Lone Star Bandits 
with Jason Campbell, Jeff, Jeff Isham, Derek Miller, and Caleb uh, Caleb Helbig. They uh, they put up 187.75 inches against the Oklahoma Outlaws of Jerry Ty, Robert Richards, Dave Hudson, and Cayman Rasmussen, who put up 194.5. That's freaking bananas. Green grass and high tides at the river, correct, except it was Fairfield Lake where they were, they were at, not the river, but close enough. Green grass and high tides were everywhere. It was a total Oklahoma team effort, propelled yep. them to the win over the Bandits. And I put a little note in here, mm-hmm. just so everyone from Texas and Oklahoma, so I know I know the first thing that, that the South hears is, oh boy, two guys from the Northeast are doing this shit. Yep. Goddamn Yankees. Yep. Okay. I'm a cultured Yankee. You know why? Because I spent a lot of time in Oklahoma. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in Mississippi. I spent a moderate amount of time in Florida. And I spent a lot of time in Texas in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay? A lot. And we're talking years, plural. And Nebraska as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to relay a funny story. Mm-hmm. When I, One time I was deployed and it was, uh, oh shit, uh, it was 2003. 2003, I was deployed overseas. We did manage to get it was springtime. We got the, the college basketball in mm-hmm. and we were watching the, uh, when we finished up with work one day, we were watching the, uh, <laughs> the Texas Oklahoma game in the big, at that time, big 12 tournament. Yep. And two guys came in one from Oklahoma, one from Texas. They had no interest in basketball <laughs> and Texas had beaten Oklahoma, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the guy from Texas turned to Oklahoma and said, who owns the red river now, bitch and walked away. <laughs> Holy shit. That is how deep that rivalry runs. Yeah. So I wrote at the end of this little recap thing, who owns the Red River now? Well, Oklahoma does right now. Yep. We'll see if that's the way it ends during the season. But right now, Oklahoma's got it. Cayman Rasmussen went for four fish, including his new PB and Ty Hudson and Richards landed two each. And uh, just as a note here, Ty had a 23 and three quarters. All right. Again, not the biggest fish caught that day. Jeff Isham carried the load for Lone Star with six of their bag. Yep. Now here's the biggest that was caught that day. Rasmussen's personal best, yeah. a 24 and three quarter inch largemouth. A giant. Dude a giant. caught a Volkswagen. He got yeah. one. Yeah. Awesome. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Now, uh, one last thing before we take a quick break. Um, buys for this week. Yes. We had, we had the Carolina Casters, who are 1-0, 1-0 mm-hmm. in the Piedmont. We have the Connecticut Renegades, um, the Maniacs, the Mass Maulers, the Pennsylvania Bronzebacks, and the Rhode Island Rebels. Now, initially last week, we had said there were only going to be four teams with a bye. Pennsylvania and Connecticut got added to this list because most of their members were fishing the KBF event um, at Champlain. Mm-hmm. So their, their matchup has been pushed until the 19th, I believe. Gotcha. Okay. That sound right? Nineteenth? Maybe it was July nineteenth. That might be it. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Nineteenth of some month. They'll be July, picking it back August, up. One of these. One of these days. Whatever. Yeah. And um, that's all we have until we get to our focus games. Yeah. We got, got a couple got of good else, ones. Bobby, any review? I mean, that was nuts. 20, I mean, it's I, dude. The, like, like there are some giant fish. Some, some, some close games and some blowouts too. I mean, this kind of had whatever it is that you were looking for your KFL action this week. Even so far, we're still have two more games to cover. It, it's got you all covered uh, on every single angle right there. Um, very, very cool that. Uh, Cayman's freaking lunker. <laughs> it's almost 25 inches. That's a giant. Three fish, 
three fish yeah. in, in out of two matchups caught over 23 inches is amazing oh yeah and and what was this what was the game with with all the 20s that we had that was the um uh, uh, i'm looking look. over here oh uh, that was the uh the slayers and the kingfishers yeah slayers and kingfishers that's that's wild Absolutely yep. wild. Like, my goodness, man. Most anglers would love to just have a day like that, catching that many 20s, but man. All right, let's go ahead. We're going to take a short break, guys. When we get back, what do we have to look uh, look forward to? We've got our focus games. We've also got some more information and a couple of features that we're throwing in here. We've got bag of the week, fish of the week, uh, and then uh, also a look at uh, some of the teams that might not have gotten the dub, but uh, definitely had some performers on their team we want to highlight some of those guys uh as well as our mvps and don't forget we've got our uh, week two kfl fantasy league winner announcement coming up and that's all right after this short break we'll be back right after this jigs and bigs wants to take a moment to say thank you to our partners for helping us continue to push the limits of our fishing adventures and bring you amazing long-form content we want to thank old glory outdoors in east brookfield massachusetts old glory has an amazing selection of fishing tackle including six cents guggenbaits x-zone lures shimano daiwa lose 13 fishing arc rods and many more use promo code jigs and bigs at oldgloryoutdoors.com and in store to save yourself some money and support the show for all your premium kayak needs we partner with three bells outfitters located along smith cove in niantic connecticut three bells is your go-to location for kayaks and accessories from hobie native bonafide jackson yak attack Nakwa, boondocks burley pro and many more financing options are available to upgrade you and your kayak fishing experience white glove delivery service is also available visit threebellsoutfitters.com for more info and don't forget to tell them that jigs and bigs sent you when it comes to high quality polarized sunglasses we've partnered with torej they provide stylish sunglasses in a variety of frames that are light and fit comfortably on your face the polarization cuts glare and allows you to see the whole picture helping you identify what's below the water surface they have a 60-day risk-free trial lifetime warranty and free shipping plus you can save yourself 10 percent with the code jigs and bigs 10 at checkout visit torej.com to check out their selection that's www.toreg.com again we cannot thank our partners enough for their support please consider supporting them and supporting the show in the same process Thanks. Alrighty, guys, we are back with more action uh, this week. Our focus games, we had two games that we're going to take a look at here and uh, kind of put a little bit of a spotlight on. And the first one is uh, we had Hurricanes uh, that were out there with Brad Case on the water. Uh, Levi Casty was out there. John Wofford and uh, Blake, uh, Blake Hannigan was out on the water with uh, a bag combined of 118 and three quarter inches in total. Uh, going up against the Hogs, Cody Milton on the water, Gordon Parham was out there, Corey Hopper and Stephen Dunlap. Their bag, they took the dub there with 148 and a quarter inches in total. Nice job, Hogs. You guys are absolutely just killing it. Where are the Hogs? There we go, Hogs. Whee! 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 
I, I forgot that we use that sound effect for the hogs. I thought for some reason we just use a pig like squealing randomly, but no, in fact, we brought it. We took it down a couple of clicks there. They played you. You yeah, did. I did. I did. I well, I was just expecting like a, a. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, deliverance. Okay. Uh, Harris Break was the uh, location where the throwdown all happened. The Hogs won a grinder against the Hurricanes. Cody Milton led the way for Arkansas with five of the Hogs nine fish. Uh, Blake Hennigan dropped in three of Louisiana's total of seven, and the lunker there was a 19 and three quarter inch largemouth. Uh, it was hooked by Hopper. Excellent, excellent job. An amazing little turnout here. Sean, you got anything you want to add about this specific matchup? Yeah, that was the first. These, these two focus games, um, this specific uh, mm-hmm. was a Southwestern matchup. Um, both unbeaten teams, and uh, now the Hogs are t- sitting at 2-0, and the Hurricanes, uh, they're 1-1 now. So, um, I mean, these division games, we focused on them because, you know, you start seeing uh, two unbeaten teams – this is going to matter for tiebreakers yeah. down the road. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure we uh, we focused on that. But no, great. It was a grinder, it looked like. And, oh, um, yeah. Not a ton of big, like huge fish. Nothing broke 20. Yeah, oh, yeah. But it's not going to be every match. So, you know, congratulations to the Hogs on, on getting the job done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next up in the uh, in the Southeast, another match of a uh, battle of unbeatens. Um the Palmetto Punishers with Scott Simmons, Frank Wolf, Lee Ward, and Lowell Brannon mm-hmm. put up 69 and a half inches um, against the Florida Copperheads of John Fox, Jason Starley, Thomas Woodring, and Matthew Kasprick, who really, I mean, this was kind of domination. Oh, yeah. Uh, 175 and a half inches to go unbeaten. Florida man wanted by police arrested while streaming live video of himself on social media. Several Florida men. Yeah. On Lake on Lake Murray streaming. Lake live Murray. hundred percent. Yep. Battle of Unbeatens again. Copperheads yep. are now two and oh in the southeast. John Fox had four fish. Jason Starley had three. They made it happen for Florida. Scott Simmons uh had two fish, was the only punisher to land multiple fish. Mm-hmm. The lunker of the day was a twenty two and a half largemouth by Frank Wolf. Um you guys are gonna see this more and more often when we do these focus games. Um, we're going to really look at games that are going to matter for the standings for teams. Oh, yeah. And this is going, as the season gets longer, we're going to see more and more high-profile matchups. And um, I'm glad we got to focus on the Southwest and the Southeast uh, this weekend with uh, with a couple of unbeatens going oh, into yeah. those divisions. Um, Bobby, I, I did make a, a note today. You know, as I said last week, I was really going to be mm-hmm. looking at one statistic throughout the year. Home teams went 11-0. and 0. Yeah. This weekend. Yeah. Un- unbeaten. So is there such thing as a home field advantage? Certainly this week. I, I think, <laughs> I know? think, yeah, going by this week, I think you have to say yes, absolutely. But we'll see what happens long term. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's, let's, uh, let's shift gears here. Take a look at the standings. Mm-hmm. So in the, the Northeast, Granite State Sticks sitting up top at 2 0. Right underneath them are the Maniacs of 1 0. I don't know how many people picked that. I don't know if I would have. Yeah. And then the the Maulers, the Attack, and Rhode Island are all 0-1. Yep. So that's a little bit of a surprise. We'll see how the rest of the games go in division, but that's two huge wins for Granite State. Yeah, it really is. Like, and we'll talk about the, coming in yeah. hot. Yeah. Come, coming in hot. And we'll see where the Maniacs uh, can do in their next matchup. Mm-hmm. 
Mauler's attack and Rebels all got to bounce back. Um, again, I still expect this division to be a meat, meat grinder. I don't think anybody's going to go unbeaten there, but um, we'll see how that goes. Moving down to the Atlantic, um, Connecticut's sitting up top, 1-0. They had the bye week, and again, they've got a makeup game against Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, coming down the road. New York and Delaware, both 1-1 one and one each, and then Pennsylvania is 0-1. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot, lot going on there. Um, I don't know. I almost feel like I know Connecticut had home field last week and and beat New York pretty badly, but I, I feel that first game really underrepresented New York. Yeah. So if, you know, with this being a home game at Champlain, we'll see where they go. I, there's someone to keep an eye on. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what their ceiling is. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll, we'll all find out together. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another surprise in the Northwest, I think, based on preseason expectations. Motor City's sitting on top at 2-0, and yep. and Tennessee's 1-1. One and one. If this division gets close, how big is that Week 2 win going to be? True. That's major. Yeah. Major, major, major. That's a good uh, point. I, I, I know it was bad circumstances, but mm-hmm. they, they everybody played the game. Um, Indianapolis and Alabama are also tied in second place, or tied for fourth, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um with Tennessee at one and one. So there's another one that's going to get real interesting. This whole division, I mean, is Motor City going to be able to separate themselves even more? Or, yeah. you know, what's 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 the rest of the division got? Yep. Let's Damn. move over to the Southern Conference. So in the Piedmont, we have two unbeaten teams, uh, Virginia, who had their first game this week, and Carolina, who had their first game last week, I believe. Yep. They're both 1-0. Oh. Um, so a lot, I mean, this this is... Half basically half the division has only played one game, so we'll we'll see how they uh, how they come back from their uh, their wins. So they follow mm-hmm. up their wins next week. Uh, Washington with a bounce back win in that insane grinder of a match with that low score. Um, they're one and one, and then Norfolk and Tar Heel and the Tar Heel Lunkers. Uh, they they have to you know they're both zero and two. They got to get they got to get going here. Um, yep. I mean, I, I this this will be great because you know me with statistics. I like looking at, <laughs> you know, not this year, but maybe maybe next year I'll be able to say, okay, we're three years deep in this. This point in the season, no zero and two teams have ever made the playoffs. Something yep. like that, you know. Yeah. That's the kind yeah, of stuff yeah, of I course. look forward to to, to to spewing out of my mouth um, more than swears, believe it or not. And then uh, <laughs> let's move down to the southeast. Southeast, we got the Florida Copperheads and the Coosa Kingfishers. Both of them sitting pretty at two and zero. And then the Punishers and the Swamp Donkeys are at one and one, and the Slayers and Kraken are at zero and two. Again, just what I said, you know, zero and two teams. Where, where are they going to go from here? Yep. Um, they've got work to do. Um, the one and one teams. I mean, Palmetto and uh, Sunshine. By the way, I screwed up. I got a I got a message about this um, geography lesson. Mm-hmm. Palmetto's not in Florida. <laughs> no, no, it's in South Carolina. I knew it. I, I screwed up. That's I, yeah. I got called out for it. I'm admitting it. I was wrong. Um, that, that's I, the only location I screwed up goodness. on 28 teams. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm batting more than 300. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, 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 no. Of course. I, 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 knew, I knew it was in South Carolina. I was like, God. Yeah, because I got the flag mixed in with it. I'm an idiot. I'm yeah. a real idiot on that one. So apologies to the entire state of South Carolina and uh, extra-sized apologies to the Palmetto Punishers. Um that being said, they got some work cut out to do too. They're one sure. and one in a division with two unbeaten teams. Yeah. So see where this goes. All right. Down to the Southwest. We got the Arkansas Hogs, 2 0. 
the Louisiana Hurricanes and Oklahoma Outlaws are both one and one, mm-hmm. and the Lone Star Bandits are zero and two. Work to do, yeah. Two and zero, and more work to do. We'll see how it plays. Yeah, yeah. We we are uh, we are rolling through. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we um, Bobby and I had a quick discussion this week. Yep. And uh, we came we came up with a lot of things. Came up with some ideas about how to put some focus. I love statistics and and just some things to to really talk about in this section this segment of the show. So what I did was I went through um, a couple of quick stats, uh, which um, honestly I probably should have applied to last week too, but oh well. We'll just we're moving forward. So the the team bag of the week was 199 inches by the Coosa Kingfishers, and I believe last week there was one or two teams that broke 200. Yep. Am I correct on that, Bobby? Yeah, I think so. Yep, and the fish of the week, as you heard us say, was um, Cayman Rasmussen's 24 and three quarters. Beautiful. The Oklahoma Outlaws. Yeah, congratulations, Sam. Nice job. The next couple things I want to talk about. Yep. I had a discussion with Greg Noster this morning, and I said, Greg, um, you know, the MVP voting, I've, Jigs and Bigs is not a part of. We get that information from Greg. He yep. does some sort of a poll with some group of people. I don't know. might be people out in the, out in the corner picking daisies. Could be the owners. I have no idea. He takes care of that. And gets us the information for the MVPs. But he did talk about, I asked him what the criteria was, and he's, he, we went through it. And he said, it's very open. As long as you have a reason for it, he'll hear it, he'll listen to anything. But he says, mm-hmm. he does not want the MVPs to come from a team that lost. And I said, okay, that makes sense. If that's your hard rule, I'm good with it. We wanted at Jigs and Bigs just to take a second before we talk about the two conference MVPs, we wanted to talk about two conference members, a Northern and a Southern, that were absolutely stellar in defeat. Yep. Now remember, so they lost. Remember, we want to mention each conference, the the winner for those this this category here, and then uh, I'm, I got some sound effects to play for them. Damn it, I forgot about the sound effects, Bobby. Uh, it's all good. I got you. Do you want to go back? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. For the Northern Conference, stellar in defeat. John Lessman from the Alabama Hammers. Stop. Hammer time. Go with the phone. It is said if you can't prove the list, then you probably are dead. Excellent job, John. So John put up uh what did John do? Went through. John put up seven out of Alabama's bag, kept the match close. Uh, Alabama lost to Indianapolis by an even seven inches. They would have yeah. lost by a hell of a lot more if it weren't for him. True. All right. Next up in the Southern Conference. Jeff Isham from the Lone Star Bandits. Lone Star. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. (laughs) Jeff had six out of their bag of ten for Lone Star. Great job, Jeff. And, you know, these things happen. So great job to both of you guys. um, Helping your teams out, even, even though, you know, the result wasn't what you wanted. Now on to the MVPs. Northern Conference, Tyler Sweet from the New York Empire. Great job, with Tyler. He was uh, again. Uh, he had a great day on Saturday up at uh, <clears throat> up at good old Champlain. And uh, what did Tyler? Tyler had yeah. Tyler had five of uh, half his team's fish, and he had the uh, the the lunker for his team. So great job, Tyler. That's awesome. For That's the Southern awesome. Conference. Cayman Rasmussen from the Oklahoma Outlaws. Nice. Green grass and high tides. Yes, sir. Indeed. And uh, 
Aside from, aside from that 24 and three quarters inch lunker, he had four, you know, four total of his team's fish. And that was his new personal best. Great job to him. Um, after the MVPs, we have one last announcement. And then we're going to take a quick break and yep. reviews, you know, next week. The week two KFL Fantasy League winner for the second time this season, mm-hmm. Jason Denise. Can I get a Absolutely. Oh, yeah, Jason. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jason. Nice job. Ringing it up. So, Jason, uh, for being two <laughs> weeks in a row, has uh, earned a, a voice clip, <laughs> yeah. earned a stinger. Um, that is all for this week. Fantastic week. A lot, uh, lot of interesting things going on between grinders, blowouts, big fish everywhere, all over the country. Congratulations to the winners, the losers. Get on it. The season ain't over. You ain't it, dead yet. Let's yep, go. It's far from over. We're only only two weeks in now, so anything could happen. We'll see how it all plays out. Guys, we're going to come back with more of this Jigs and Bigs KFL collaboration recap show for you guys. It's coming up right after this. Jigs and Bigs is your favorite fishing podcast, right? Why not show the world how much you love the show while directly supporting us? We have men's and ladies' shirts, hoodies, and a variety of hats. We even have a waterproof outdoor Bluetooth speaker so you can listen to your favorite podcast while out on the water if you like. Check out jigsandbigs.com shop to visit the store and gear yourself up. If you really can't get enough of this show, consider becoming a jig head and joining our Patreon. It's a subscription that gives you exclusive access to recording sessions that allow you to engage with us as we record the show. We also have some exclusive content there just for our jig heads and even have some special promo codes. Space is limited, so join now at jigsandbigs.com. Finally, if you're local to our area in Western Massachusetts, consider checking out the Western Mass Fishing Report posted weekly at northeastwildwoman.com. We have amazing contributors providing great content and info for local conditions and what's been going on and working recently. Jigs and Bigs, so much more than just two lightly roasted hippies trapped in the 90s arguing on the internet about fishing. Yeah, damn right. We're back. More Jigs and Bigs KFL collab action for you. The weekly recap show, our third segment. You know, we basically dedicate this entire segment right here to what are we looking at next week? What's happening? Week number three, it's right in front of us. Let's just go ahead. We'll get right to it, guys. Uh, going up, we'll do these. Uh, we'll do these a couple at a time, Sean. So I'll start out. We got uh, Maniacs. They're one and zero up there at Granite State Sticks. Granite State is two and zero going into week number three. We'll see how this plays out. Game that number is, uh, yep. that is a big northeastern matchup. Yeah, um, in division, and you know, a little again, like I said, a little bit of surprise with the sticks and how well they've done this year. Let's see how they do against Maine and. Uh, that is the first of our two focus games. Yeah. Next one up uh, is another another like throwdown in New England. We got uh, Rhode Island Rebels. They're 0-1 going into this one. They're up against the Massachusetts Maulers. Uh, also 0-1. This is going to be an exciting one to see how it all kind of plays out for them. Um, I'm, I'm specifically excited about this because this is kind of a little bit of a grudge match because of last season. Am I uh, right in, uh, in, in, in putting that together, Sean? I almost used the term bad blood, but yeah. This, bad blood uh, is a great are, way to look at it, yeah. These, these are two teams that are going to be scrapping for a win, and maybe there's some still some some hard feelings left over from the uh, the semifinals on the playoffs last year, so we'll 
Yeah, that's another one to watch. That's uh, that's yep. gonna be gonna be brutal. Up next, we got the uh, Connecticut Renegades one and zero against the Bay State Attack. So this is an interdivision uh, matchup. Yep. See if Bay State can bounce back against what looks to be a really strong Connecticut Renegades team. And the Renegades, a lot of them were up at uh, up at Champlain this weekend, and never believe it, Ryan and I did well. Yep. You know? Shocker. <laughs> Just, yep. Shocker. Exactly. Um. In the Atlantic matchup, we have a Pennsylvania Bronzebacks that are 0-1 against the New York Empire 1-1. Let's see if the New York Empire can keep their, keep their wins going here and the Bronzebacks have to bounce back uh, from their loss on week one and see uh, see what they can do. Um, this, again, is a division matchup, so it's even more important. Oh, 100% it is. Uh, next up on our list here we got uh tennessee shiners now they're coming into this they're one and one they're uh, at alabama hammers uh who are also one and one this is going to be an interesting one to see how it kind of plays out um they're both uh one and one in their oh i'm sorry no they're not both one and one uh shiners are one and one in their division and oh and one for uh alabama this is what we call a gut check game mm-hmm. in the northwest so Somebody's got to win this, and and this is almost the same thing as Rhode Island and Mass. You know, and there's a lot of games like that this week where it's it's teams with teams that are really finding their identity and going forward and saying what 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 can we do here? Where where are we in this division? Um, yeah, let's see. Yeah, hundred percent. Carolina Casters up next up against uh, Washington. Um, they are one and one. Uh, Washington going into this one and zero oh for Carolina. I mean, either way, we get to play either a Ric Flair clip or GW. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. This is a uh, this will be another. Uh, this is a gut check for the Warhawks. You know, they they put a nice win up on the board in a grinding match this week. Um, their first match was close too. Let's um, let's see what they can do against an unbeaten Carolina team. Yeah. Um, are they are they as good as an unbeaten record? Yep. Next up, we got the Reapers, one and zero, and one and zero in the Piedmont, visiting the Norfolk Privateers, which are zero and two, both in and out of division. Our Reapers had their first matchup this week. Um, we got to look a little bit at them and see how see how yep. they did. And uh, Norfolk is going to be trying to get out of that funk. See what they can do. Definitely. Next up, Tar Heel Lunkers, zero and two, zero and one in the Piedmont mm-hmm. against the Coosa Kingfishers. Uh, 2-0 and and obviously 2-0 and in the Southeast. Now a little, little interdivision matchup here. Yep. Uh, a little bit of travel for a little bit of travel for uh for for the Lunkers. Um Lunkers gotta get a win on the board like soon. So yeah. they need this game. Um hopefully Kusa doesn't uh overlook the opponent and you know give them the opportunity, give Tar Heels the Tar Heel Lunkers the opportunity to uh to pull out a win on the road. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next up, we got two and zero Florida Copperheads. Uh, they're at the Southern Slayers, who are zero and two right now. Um, this is going to be interesting to see how this kind of plays out right here. Um, you know, looking at the, the numbers right now, how's this all going to work? Uh, you know, are the Southern Slayers going to get up on the horse and, and, and be able to squeak out a win here? We'll see. Yeah, another. If I have to say gut check game, I think yeah. I might say it for the next one too. Every every team that's zero and two right now. Yep. You got you got to, you got work to do. It's like, I, it starts it you, starts this week. You got to think um, like where's the, where where's their head at right now? They must you know this is it's tough. You know I mean the season's only so many weeks long. You know and 
Exactly. A half of it, I think, is a mental game. Yeah. Well, yeah, we should have titled this segment Gut Check Week 3. Gut Check Week 3. We can do that. I'll do that for you. Gut Week 3 Gut Check Games. Um, next up, we have uh, – you just did Florida, right? Yep. Florida and Slayers. Yep. All right. So um, this next game. Uh, the Palmetto Punishers of South Carolina. Of South Carolina. South Carolina. I love South Carolina, by the way. Who are 1-1 one one overall, 1-1 one one in division in the Southeast. Take on their Southeast rivals of the Kraken of the Deep South. 0-2, oh, 0-2 oh oh in the Southeast. Yep. Another gut check game for both teams. Oh, absolutely. Palmetto Punishers got to win this game to keep pace with the, with the leaders. The Kraken, gut check time. Yep. I don't know how this... I, I, I kind of like this, you know, making stuff about 0-2 teams. You know what? Right now, 0-2 teams have never made the playoffs. And we don't know if they have or not. It's true. <laughs> but I'm going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Kraken. You got to get your shit together. 0-2, you got to get on this. And, uh, you know, you've got a good opponent in the Punishers. Good way to start. Punishers, don't let this be a sleeper game. Stay on your toes. <clears throat> Next up, we've got the Lone Star Bandits, 0-2, 0-2 in the Southwest against their interdivisional rivals, mm-hmm. the Hogs of Arkansas, who are unbeaten in the Southwest and unbeaten overall. Yeah. Unbelievable. I wish, I, uh, I wish we had the where they were where they were going right now. I don't I don't we don't have the uh, the information on that till later in the week. Yeah. I mean, or, that'd be nice. But yeah, we'll see uh so Texas going out to Arkansas, their their friendly neighbor to the uh to the northeast. Um Lone Star's gotta get it going. Hogs can't let them, you know get any traction uh we'll see how this uh this this home team win streak of 11 and 0 this week pans out um that'll put that applies to the Kraken game too and the slayers game and the privateers game yeah and uh you know and the bay state attack game and the maulers game you know there's a lot of let's see how this home team the home teams can uh, can pull some pull some wins here if there's any weight to that whole home team advantage no i i i'm with you right there yeah R- rounding finally, out finally yep yeah, go ahead you, you got no, you get it. All right. I want to hear your Ro- voice rolling, rolling this one out. This is uh, our last game of the lineup right here. We've got our uh, Oklahoma Outlaws. They're currently 1-1. One to one. They're going up against Louisiana. The Canes, they also are 1-1. One to one. This one's going to be interesting because it's so close. They're both 1-1 one to one in their division right now. Um, you know, this is something that somebody's going to get an edge right here going into the standings. Yeah. And this is, this oh, is good. Yep, and that in the southwest, I mean, that's the, uh, I mean, they're just they're just in the middle. This is this. Yep. One, one's going upstairs. One one's going downstairs. That's. Uh, I mean, this this could be really another focus game too, to be quite honest. Yeah, definitely, definitely could be. I mean, especially why, with why, going into we make it. it a focus game. You know, why don't we do a third focus game for next week? You know, hey, third. you know what? Here's a thought. It's our fucking show. <laughs> Let's do what we want. <laughs> Well, in that case, you know what? No, no, we can't. You know why? Because why the Shiners that? and the Hammers are both one and one too. That's true. No, we'll just go with we'll just go with the two focus games we yeah. have. Sorry, Outlaws and Hurricanes. We'll get at you guys. You know. Oh, we'll get to them for sure. You know. We need you guys. We hey, look at all the teams. Start winning. Get into important games, and we'll focus you. <laughs> just start winning. It's just that easy. <laughs> yeah, just win. What the fuck? Uh, now, for four teams, we are not going to cover it all next week. That's true. <laughs> Bye weeks for the Delaware Doom, the Motor City Ambassadors, the Indy Knights, yep. and the Sunshine State Swamp Donkeys. Ha-hee. I love it. I love it. Love what it. a week. 
What a yeah. week. I mean, lots of good stuff coming up. Um, folks, remember, you can watch all of this uh, streaming. Uh, your best way to do this is to go download that KFL app right now. You've basically got access to all the forms of their media in one spot. Plus, you've got a store for merchandise, all kinds of great stuff. You want to support your team and get behind it, go for it. It's just kicking off right now, the 2022 season. And uh, it's starting to get really interesting with some of these statistics. So check it out. Week three kicks off on Saturday, and we will be here with uh, your results next Thursday uh, for week three as far as how everything panned out. We're, uh, we're looking forward to it. In the meantime, yes. In the meantime, you KFL fans who are not listening to Jigs and Bigs, why don't you go check out this week's yeah. episode? Because we had something to talk about that is directly affecting KFL we did. Um, performance and yep. any really any real-time tournament management system i'm not gonna say any more yeah i think except for <clears throat> sandbagging <clears throat> sandbagging give that a listen and yeah. you get to hear us get pissed off yep it's it's pretty uh it's pretty pretty exciting and and we're also curious to know what you guys think of all this so reach out to us guys on uh, social media reach out to us on instagram shoot us a dm uh at jigs and bigs you can also if you're on facebook uh give our page a like over there and uh shoot us a message where do you uh fit in after after you've listened to the the segment in uh our our episode on jigs and bigs where we do discuss sandbagging and all that and the uh kind of the toll it takes weigh in let us know what you're thinking we'll maybe come back and read visit this uh, uh during our week three recap and and see if anybody had anything interesting to say and also uh team owners and players you know the digits to dial you want you guys weigh in on it as well that would be interesting i'd love to get your uh, your sound bites on next week's show so give us a jangle you know the numbers we'll see you guys we uh we're looking forward to next week like you can't even believe Things are just getting heated up all over the place right now. It's It feels like summer, and that feels like fishing. Let's get to it, guys. Sean, you got anything you want to add before we wrap this sucker up? No, let's go fishing, me and you. Let's go do it. I love it. Guys, you have a good one. We will see you next time for more uh, KFL action here on Jigs and Bigs with the Jigs and Bigs KFL recap collaboration. Have a great one, everybody. We'll see you next week. 